It's a Saturday morning when we have a bit of a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrow from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Denny. How are you on this beautiful morning? It is gorgeous. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Hope you're feeling better now these days. Yes, indeed. Thank you for asking. I am. The I thought we'd talk about today my favorite wine to have for fishing opener. Today is fishing opener, as you know. And uh, through the years, we've tried lots and lots of different wines. And the one that I've come up with that goes best with a shore lunch is something called Muscadet. And Muscadet is a very interesting French wine. It comes from the Loire Valley, uh, closer to the ocean, where the Loire dumps into the Atlantic Ocean. There's a big area there. And it is the largest appellation, uh, the largest wine produced in the entire Loire Valley is Muscadet. Muscadet with Aubignier is one of my favorites. And I just love it with the Loire Valley is Muscadet. Muscadet with Aubignier is one of my favorites. And I just love it with the shore lunch. It's, you know, unpretentious. It goes perfectly with whether you're having walleye or fried panfish. The marriage is made in heaven. And the best thing about it is it's very, very modestly priced. The Aubignier that I like is under uh, $11 a bottle. So it's a modest price wine, and it's so good if you're having shore lunch or wine to have for fishing opener. Muscadet has a noble history. It was planted originally, that part of the Loire, by order of the Roman Emperor Probus, and he instructed his soldiers to have farms and plant grapes there. And uh, that was centuries ago. And then again, in the turn of the uh, 17th century, actually the turn of the 18th century, in 1707, they decided that Muscadet was hit by a very, very hard frost, and the king, no less than the son king, Louis XIV, decided they should plant Malone de Bourgogne, and that is the grape type that makes Muscadet. Melon of Burgundy. And it's kind of interesting because you can spend years in Burgundy, and I guarantee you you won't find any Malone de Bourgogne. Uh, And originally, now this is an interesting fact too with Muscadet, it was ordered planted uh, by the Dutch. Uh, The king suggested the planting, and the Dutch liked it because they bought innocuous white wine to take back to the Netherlands and distill it into Brandenwin or brandy. And the Malone de Bourgogne, uh, the grape that Muscadet is made from, uh, was just perfect for that use. And thus, huge plantings of that went in. Well, meanwhile, they discovered that the wine itself wasn't too bad. Now, it's interesting because it's not to be confused with Muscat or anything. It's Muscadet. M-U-S-C-A-D-E-N-T. And Muscadet is a totally different uh, than um, the Muscat grape. Muscat grape is kind of sweet and big. Uh, this is a bone-dry wine and low in alcohol. It really is a delicious wine, a good wine to discover because it's modestly priced and uh, a very favorable wine. And I might add, there's absolutely, I've tasted thousands of them through the year. I've never tasted one that is musky, uh, 
people think muscadet, it must have a musky taste. It doesn't. It's crisp, light. And, you know, one of the things that make it so appealable, uh, to my way of thinking anyway, is that area around where the Loire goes into the Atlantic Ocean is well, well known for its shellfish, particularly its oysters. And that muscadet goes perfectly with oysters. And I was thinking that many, many years ago. I've been recommending muscadet for fishing opener now for decades. And I remember thinking, that oyster wine that we had in the Loire Valley would be pretty good with this wonderful walleye that we were frying up at a shore lunch. So I went quickly, got a bottle, and lo and behold, everybody to a man loved the muscadet with the walleye cooked fresh right out of the water into that frying pan. In fact, my favorite part of fishing opener, I think, isn't so much the fishing itself as it is the shore lunch that follows. I just love shore lunch. I love uh, walleye in my shore lunch, although uh, we've had panfish like crappies, and they're awfully good, too. Hard to beat. They're like little fish potato chips in my mind. Anyhow, the Muscadet is a big Appalachian. There's 30,000 acres planted in the Loire Valley, and uh, like I say, they keep it very, very inexpensively. Uh, the biggest part of Muscadet is something called Surly, and Surly means the wine is left upon its leaves. They used to, years ago, have what they called the honeymoon barrel. And what they would do is vignerons would put a barrel of wine aside for weddings and future events, etc. And they noticed that this muscadet that was set aside in the barrel had much more complexity and was much more interesting than the stuff they made every day. And what had happened is that wine sitting on top of its leaves, and leaves are the droppings that wines leave in the bottom of the barrel, developed a complexity that they really did like. So today, the Muscadet, all 30-some thousand acres, over 85% of it is surly or bottled on the lees to make it more complex. And Malone de Bourgogne, which is the only grape that's in Muscadet, it's a big grape. Uh, like I said, it's rather neutral uh, as grapes grow. And it, it does very well in that particular climate because, you know, it's kind of cold and rainy a lot in that where the Loire dumps into the Atlantic Ocean. And that whole area, uh, cider is the most popular drink in the area, not wine, and but except Muscadet. And they love the Muscadet because it goes so well with the oysters of the region, etc. I had a good friend... Uh, in there, uh, the Marquis de Goulain, a great buddy of mine years ago, and he was always so proud of his heritage. He had a castle, and the castle, over all the doorways in the castle, was a leopard and a fleur-de-lis of France. And the idea was, during the Hundred Years' War, his ancestor brokered a peace between the English and the French, and he was the only one that was entitled to have the leopard of England and the fleur-de-lis of France on his coat of arms. And on top of that, he made very, very good muscadet. And I think you'll find that muscadet not only is a pleasant wine, but you found a new discovery. It's a modestly priced wine, and it goes so very, very well, in my opinion, 
with a, a shore lunch that uh, is always, to me at any rate, one of the highlights of fishing opener. I love catching the fish. I love catching the first fish, but I love eating those fish much better than catching them. And like I say, shore lunch to me is one of the most spectacular ways of outdoor al fresco dining. And it, it's sort of a more Minnesota tradition than most states to have a shore lunch. And when you marry that shore lunch with a terrific wine like uh, Muscadet, you'll be very, very pleased with the results. It's almost like being in a three-star restaurant and having an aha moment where the wine goes perfectly with what you're having. And believe me, as I said, Muscadet goes very, very well with that deep-fried walleye that you get at a shore lunch. And you know you're drinking a very interesting wine. As I said, we're fortunate, I don't know how long, with costs going up like they are, uh, that this wine will be that inexpensive. But like I say, it's under $11. And that particular wine uh, is Aubignier, is a really wonderful Muscadet. It's almost as good as my friend Marquis de Goulain's Muscadet, which is a lot more expensive. Another thing I thought we might chat about today because of fishing opener and all that, somebody wrote me a note and asked me, would I tell the story about Minnesota's most popular cocktail? And that's something called the bootleg. It's very, very popular at all the country clubs in uh, Minnesota. And they argued for years and years and years whether it was invented at Woodhill out west or at Minicata down in Minneapolis, which country club invented the bootlegger. Well, a few years back, one of our very wonderful uh, WCCO listeners, Dave Hell, called me up and he said his grandfather invented the bootleg. And his grandfather's name was Walt Albers, and Walt was the head bartender at Woodhill Country Club. And he grew mint as a boy in their yard, and uh, Dave would go and pick the mint for his grandfather, and they would mix it with uh, a little sugar, sweetness, and uh, added spirit. At the time, the one was always made with gin. The original bootleg was a, a gin drink, and you put in, say, two ounces of uh, gin or rum or vodka, any white alcohol beverage goes well in a bootleg. I personally like uh, white rum uh, in my bootleg. Then you put in a couple ounces of a mixture you make of lemonade that's full of mint leaves. You mix that all up, add a little, another couple ounces of club soda, and garnish it with a little mint, and you have a bootleg, and it's a drink, as I said, it's uh, invented here in Minnesota by Walt Albers, uh, and it's a delicious drink to welcome springtime. You know, at this time of year, people's thoughts go to stuff like gin and tonics and things along those lines, mojitos, etc. But bootleg, in my opinion, really shouts springtime, shouts opening of fishing season, and shouts Minnesota, because the mint is up, and Mixing those together is great. And if you don't want to do that, there is a wonderful bootleg mix from Summer Lakes Beverage. It's sold frozen 
in liquor stores, and they have their own bootleg mix, and it's so simple when you use their mix. You use two ounces of the mix, two ounces of your favorite spirit, whether that's gin, vodka, or rum, and four ounces of club soda poured over ice and garnished with a sprig of mint, and you have a bootleg, which in my opinion, as I said, really, really shouts springtime and we're on the cusp of summer, might as well, and they're so refreshing. A bootleg is really a wonderful warm weather drink. And like I said, it, it, origins are here, prove beyond a doubt that uh, Walt Albers, the old bartender at Woodhill, invented it, and it is a delicious. In fact, he told a funny story. The grandson in the early 40s, Bob Hope, was there playing golf, and after golf, he had one bootleg, liked it, had a second. Then he went to talk to Walt and said, couldn't he have the recipe to take back to California with him? Well, Walt didn't like Bob Hope, so he wouldn't give him the recipe, and it stayed here in Minnesota instead of going out to Palm Springs. But anyhow, uh, if you are involved today in a fishing opener or tomorrow or going to have a shore lunch, believe me, do yourself a big, big, huge favor and get some of that muscadet, M-U-S-C-A-D-E-T, It is a wonderful uh, wine from the Loire Valley in France. It's modestly priced, and it was just a a choice made in heaven, in my opinion, how well that goes with shore lunch. And if you're going fishing, nothing like rewarding yourself with a lovely shore lunch. And if you have a bottle of Muscadet to go with that shore lunch, you're going to transform a little alfresco dining into a real dining experience. Absolutely, and I'll tell you what, find everything and all the information you need besides the goodies at any Haskell's location. Indeed, Denny. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine, and whether it's pairing a wine to have with your shore lunch or having a wine that you're just going to have with burgers on the grill, they'll help you pick a wine. And guess what? They're going to help you pick a wine that won't cost very much. We're experts at that. We've been doing it for 85-plus years, and we're good at what we do. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior, right off of the Excelsior Dock. In Fairbowl, right off of 35. Up in Maple Grove, our super cellar is not to be missed. 22,000 square feet of wine. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, one in Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com, and you'll find, incidentally, the bootleg recipe at Haskell's.com. And all of your needs, whether they be spirits, wine, beer, whatever, are available at Haskell's. And don't forget, we do deliver. Fantastic. Jack, let's do this again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thanks so much, Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Now, get those uh, lawn and garden questions ready. That's coming up uh, next hour. Mary Meyer from the U of M will be answering those lawn and garden questions here on News Talk 830 WCCO.